You're listening to episode 205 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Caesars Entertainment. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Or you can just give us money by donating via PayPal. A link to that is also available at 360vegaspodcast.com. Fresh from his season 10 victory on America's Got Talent, now you can see the hilarious antics of Paul Zerden and his sharp-tongued characters mouthing off at Planet Hollywood. For tickets, call 800-745-3000 or visit paulzerden.com. Learn details on how you can win tickets to see Paul Zerden at Planet Hollywood later in the show during our Vegas Deals segment. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Okay, so for those of you who are interested, at 50 in Vegas, the listener who informed us that our theme song is his ringtone, we wondered last week what part of that song he, he, he picked, and he informed us he literally, just the first 30 seconds of the of the song, that's just too cool. I and, told you. And I would like to know why the two of you don't do something like that to celebrate me. Oh, please. You don't have it on your either, so I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> to celebrate you. i got to live with you every day. I don't need a constant reminder. Actually, that would be a good one for me to set as your ringtone, although the phone's normally I'm, I'm silent, but... Now, my, my ringtone is Mark laughing, essentially. That's what lazy does for you. Fuck you. <laughs> I love his impersonation. I know, right? <laughs> I feel slighted. You'll get over it. <laughs> so I just kind of want to make it clear at this point that um, this is not a coup. Um, I don't know where Tony is this week, but I haven't dispatched Apache helicopters <laughs> to blow Diamonddale Man off the face of the uh, Michigan mitten. <laughs> so what, what, what is what's Tony doing this week? I think he went to Louisville for bourbon and stuff. I don't know. It was some weekend excursion. More bourbon? Yeah, more bourbon. Or maybe it was a wedding or something. I don't, I don't remember. I barely pay attention. He, all he knows is Tony said he couldn't yeah. make it. So. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll reach out to Alistair. <laughs> He's just neglecting his duties. Yeah. yeah. You know, this, this is hard work. Everyone's entitled to some time off. So the 4th of July holiday weekend apparently wasn't enough for him. So he decided he needed more time. I know, right? <laughs> Comes back, leaves again. Like, what the fuck, dude? These, these typical work shy Americans. I don't know. <laughs> Please, how many how many weeks paid holiday do you guys get? Uh, well, you know, just the six. Uh, yeah, just the six. Yeah, yeah. not not here. <laughs> so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Shall we start the show then? So uh, he's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Alistair. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. Luxor originally had a river that circled the casino with a ferry that carried guests to different parts of the pyramid. We got that from SinCityTalk.com. That sounds awful. Yeah. It sounds like you're intentionally building a bottleneck. I 
believe that they didn't, you would have to, to get to the, was it the inclinators? You had to get the boat around the thing. So it'd be like a 20 minute wait to get oh. on a boat, to get to the inclinator, to get to your room. So it's like, why would you do that? Oh, that is awful. I know it didn't last long at all, but that that whole idea is ill-conceived. Yeah, it sounds awful. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool to have like water running through it like a little river, but to use it as like a, to, uh, a for force, transportation, a force way to get around. Yeah, yeah not good. Everyone queue up. Like, I just want to yeah. go to bed. I'm drunk. Good. Yeah. Oh, wait. So not only are oh, you drunk, oh, you got to get on a boat. On a boat. <laughs> And then, then you got to get an on an inclinator. So they, yeah, they were guaranteeing people were going to throw oh. up by the time they got to their room, <laughs> if not before. It's the full sensory experience at Luxor. <laughs> right. Yikes! All right, so let's move on to the uh, twit pick of the week. Once upon a time, Vegas pools were amazing. I mean, they're awesome right now. But before people stopped allowing natural selection to thin out the dumber members of the herd, things were different. Things were better. During this magical time, guests at the Sands could enjoy a pool that was more than four feet deep. They could enjoy the deep end of that pool with a 12-foot-tall diving board. Poolside craps? What's this? Why do I have to make the effort to get out of this pool? Bring, bring the table to me. And they did. While not appealing to say, in-pool craps was available for guests like me who enjoy the <laughs> Vegas heat, but wish they could gamble while enjoying it. In truth... I've been in love with this picture since I first fell in love with Vegas. It's probably one of my top 10 pictures of Vegas ever. So I was thrilled when At Hollywood 31 made sure I didn't miss that at the Mob Museum, shared it, and we are thrilled to add it to our collection. I wish they still had floating crafts. Oh, that would be so cool. Like I said, it's not appealing I think, to I say. Think, I think they do. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not appealing to say. And maybe that's why they got rid of it. Like, what do we call this thing? Like, Floating yeah. game? I don't know. In pool craps. No, that still doesn't Yeah, it's still, there is no way to say <laughs> craps and pool together. Um, a couple <laughs> of things, or a few things I'd like to point out. I'm very impressed with the, the dealers all wearing their nice little sun visors. <laughs> right. Very smart. Uh, the, the guy doing the swan dive off the diving board, it's pretty impressive. But I'm most concerned about the guy on the left who's fully dressed and appears to be dropping something into the pool. <laughs> I'm sure it's just not like a mob hit or is it the skim? I'm not quite sure what's going on, but uh, there's a, a lot going on in this picture. So so the guy at the top left looks like you just pushed somebody in. I think so. that's, it's like, is it is it a mob hit? Is it the skim? I was like, that's what I think. I think it's mob hit. It's, kind of a, mob hit. it's a little bit of a small splash for this is, to be a This is like the hit, only but... surviving photo from that because the photographer was killed after this. Hey, hey, what are you doing over there? Yeah, but, but nice. You're right. He, he caught a, the, it's like an action shot because he got the guy like really high up in the air off the diving board doing the swan dive. Mm. It could be like throwing in like a leg or an arm. It could be like just a piece of a. <laughs> well, somebody. it's kind of a lot of people around to do that, but you know. It's, uh, just dropping in the fingers of someone who's cheating at blackjack or something, maybe. <laughs> As always, we will link to the photo on our blog and feature it on all our social media outlets, Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, and Twitter. And let's move into the news. Luxor is confirmed for 360 Vegas Vacation 4. It's the earliest we've ever been able to confirm events and a host property for a Vegas vacation. 
those of you who joined us for our group gaming events at Luxor during Vegas Vacation 3 know what an amazing experience they provided for us. But it doesn't end there. Luxor will be the only property featured for day one of Vegas Vacation 4, and that's a first for us. Normally, we feature multiple properties every day at a Vegas Vacation. Instead, here's the plan. The kickoff event at Vegas Vacation 4 will be at 5 p.m. at Centra Bar at Luxor, right in the middle of the casino. Then at 6 p.m., for those of you interested, no need to leave Centra. Luxor will take orders for Public House and have it delivered to you at Centra. Public House doesn't deliver. Luxor's just doing this for us. <laughs> then, whenever we're in the mood, we will be supplied with as many craps and blackjack tables as we need, all with $5 minimums. And we can have them for as long as we want them. That's great. We are thrilled to partner once again with Luxor to bring you unique, exclusive experiences. Again, thanks to Michael Patton at Luxor for his support of the show and 360 Vegas Vacation. He did ask for one small favor. Those of you that attended the 360 Vegas Vacation 3 events at Luxor, they would like you to review your experience via TripAdvisor. And please mention Michael Patton and his team. And even more big news, especially for those of you like us who are planners, we are prepared to share with you the theme for Vegas Vacation 4. It will be center strip centric. That means our events on day two and three will feature properties from Aria to Bally's. While we aren't prepared to share with you any of the details we are working on yet, we are closer to revealing them to you than you might think. Listen, I was at a loss when, when Luxor kind of came, came to the plate with this. Well, and I, okay, so you and I were talking about this the other day. I, I think it's more Michael came to the, the table with us than it was Luxor. Well, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, but he, I mean, he made it work. Yeah. I, they, what he's pulled together is just so impressive and so excited and can't thank him enough for it. Yeah, it's just, this is this is going to be exciting. I mean, this, this guy is truly part of our community. I mean, he just gets it. Yeah. He just gets what it is that we like to do, the kind of fun. The, the kind of fun that we like to have, and it feels like they're a part of it. Like, you get in there, and it's like, everybody's like, hey, come on over, let's have fun. Right. Yeah, it's awesome. So so just to kind of summarize, because I'm, I'm the, the person that wants, like, the, the high-level details. So the first day with the meetup and, and all that fun stuff, everything's going to be at Luxor. And then for the rest of the 360 Vegas Vacation 4, it's going to be center strip centric. Right. So if folks are looking at, you know, where, where are they going to stay, the bulk of the time is going to be spent center strip. Right. With the exception of... The first day is going to be Luxor. Yep. Basically, look at Luxor like Fremont. The, uh, because the, the previous ones, we've always uh, gone down to Fremont. Luxor just gave us too good of an offer of like going, all right, well, we'll just go to you guys on right. day one then. Right. Okay, cool. Exciting. Yeah. Yes. There's obviously something very wrong with that man. It's like, you know a bunch of lunatics, and yet you <laughs> want us to come back again? Like, I know. You well, have met us already. You do know what we're like, and yet you want us to come back again. You are kind of encouraging us. Well, yeah. I mean, that was like with, with 360 Vegas Vacation 4. You know, we had a great time down there, and then the next day, you know, wherever we were wasn't fun. And it's like, mm, Three. maybe... So this is like a, a challenge about, you know, how bad can our behavior get before we get kicked out? Right. This is going to be like, nope, still not back next year. Come on. At, at, at what point does he not get in trouble? Like, going, why did you bring these people here? Why do you keep bringing them back? What is wrong with you? Maybe he's secretly trying to get fired. Right. It's like he's got a cutting plan. Like, I can't believe they didn't get me fired last year. What the hell? If I bring the worst people into the casino, then, uh, yeah, I'll definitely get fired. <laughs> It's gonna be awesome. I'm so psyched. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. And how, how many days away now are we? Like, 
It's well over 300. But 300 and something days. Once again, this is why we're doing this twice a year, because even we agree, like, going, I can't believe we had to wait a fucking 300 days for this to happen. Fuck that. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this is definitely kind of, we're in breach of some UN human rights legislation here about being so far in advance. It's like some form of torture. This <laughs> <thing called it. laughs> like, I wonder where some, he was going You're going to get some blue helmets knocking your door saying, I'm sorry, sir, but more than 300 days? No, no. <laughs> you, you can't do that to people. It's not allowed. <laughs> so moving on, uh, shareholder wants Allison out. A shareholder in Las Vegas Sands filed a request to the court to remove control of the company from Sheldon Adelson. It claims Adelson has knowingly operated the company in an illegal manner, including money laundering. The filing points to the $75 million Las Vegas Sands had to pay the U.S. government to settle an investigation into similar accusations as proof that they happened. It's being requested that the court remove control of the company from Sheldon to protect the company from him. Some specific details were regarding the proposed Spain deal that was scrapped. The filing alleges that the project was abandoned because the country wouldn't relax their money laundering laws. It also claims that the board was aware and turned a blind eye to unethical and unlawful action because they are more loyal to Adelson than the company. The document requests a special conservator be assigned to oversee derivative lawsuits, as well as declare the board violated their fiduciary duty to the Sands and its shareholders. None of this will become anything, right? There's not, you're not ousting fucking Sheldon Adelson, the guy that's trying to bring the NFL to, to fucking Vegas. Well, it doesn't sound like they just want Adelson now. It sounds like they want the whole board replaced. That's what I mean. It sounds like, well, and, and while this is one shareholder that's filed that, he kind of claims that he's just the first to do it. And there'll be a slew of these after, you know, once this, this starts, it, 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 you know, if, if they actually do it. It'll be a coup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, um, I, I, while, while I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if Adelson actually did any of this shit. Uh, <laughs> I, he's not going down for this. Well, and I will say a lot of these lawsuits tend to be kind of crazy. Like They're when like, you look into the details and stuff, but at least the highlight, like the bullets that you've got highlighted here. Yeah, sort of makes sense. Just the fact that they had to pay $75 million to the government kind of proves that he did something wrong. Right. Um, now, the whole why the Spain deal fell through is probably speculation. But, um, I mean, yeah, it, it sounds like he's he makes some really good and valid points in this. But, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I'm with you. I don't think that they'll ever, that they'll be able to get Addison out. And I don't think he'll get as many shareholders, you know, stepping up as he thinks he will. No, they're so. a cash cow. Why would you leave? Like, one, I listen, he may be doing some shady shit, but I make money. All right. But surely it's like, I mean, Spain, I mean, that's not a corrupt country at all, is it? So I'm surprised they didn't relax those laws. I mean, it's, it's practically bankrupt. It's like, it's like what happened with HSBC. It's like, oh, no, America, you know, the British government effectively tell the Americans, no, you can't sue them in the court because it will bring down HSBC, which will have a big impact on London. So it just sort of all kind of happily went away. That's how you deal with it. Sorry, Spain. Don't know what you're doing. You know, um, you might be might be careful about throwing stones there in Britain. I mean, you guys are kind of a little bit on the outs right now with yeah. the whole Brexit with, thing. So with, with, with so all of don't, Europe, don't get a start on that nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But also the the other the other point would be um, surely when anybody mentions Sheldon Adelson, should it be serial litigator 
shall I, I know, right? This guy's title. kind of a pro at suing. So. <laughs> well, maybe that's where the shareholder got the idea. Yeah. He just he thought he following in Sheldon Adelson's footsteps. Yeah, Adelson's oh, the sh- kind of guy we're like going. This guy's all frugal. Sue him. Sue. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this hold guy on. loves a court case. Let's, yeah, he let's really does. He'll fucking sue anybody. <laughs> Okay, so moving on. So uh, Robert Irvin is coming to the Tropicana. Physical specimen of a man and celebrity chef Robert Irvin is opening a restaurant at Tropicana. He also is either very confident in his skills as a chef or underimpressed with the competition in Vegas or simply promoting himself. Whichever it is, he's already promoting via Twitter that his first restaurant in the market, quote, will be the best in Vegas. Trop is... Uh, I'm not going to argue with him. You've seen that, man? I'm not arguing with him. Yeah, I've seen him. Trop is also using this as an opportunity to expand their northeast corner and build a 28,000-square-foot-plus addition to the property with two dining levels and an outdoor terrace. A casualty of this plan is the sports book, which will be demolished and repurposed. Irvin's restaurant is expected to be located on the second floor of this new structure, be just under 4,000 square feet, and have an outdoor dining patio. No word exactly when it will open, just that it will open in 2017. So on all the TV shows that he's on, they pronounce his last name Irvine. Oh, sorry. So I'm, I'm sorry, Robert. Sorry. <laughs> Don't hit me. <laughs> but I see, I, I have no idea who this man is. And so really? I had to Google him and Wikipedia him. But, is, but isn't he British? He is British. Yeah, surely he must be Irvin if he's British. He'll be Irvine if he's American. Well, so so everybody, either way, all I, the Americans call him Irvine. Either, either way, I'm very sorry, Mr. Irvine. <laughs> but, so uh, also in the research, I think the, uh, I'm sure like the only thing he's cooking or he's, he's probably looking at him. His recipes are like a thousand and one ways to cook chicken breast. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's his so, restaurant concept. It's one protein cooked 800 ways. <laughs> so he, you know, just to give you, Alistair, a little bit of what he done. So, so he has a TV show here, I think, called um, Restaurant Impossible, where he basically takes these horrifically run-down, gross, disgusting restaurants and gives them a makeover from top to finish, both the restaurant itself, the menu, you know, he works with the owners and the staff and that kind of stuff. That's probably what he's most famous for. He's been on, you know, shows like Chopped and, and that kind of stuff here as a judge. They actually had an entire Chopped series that was chopped impossible and he was one of the judges and basically the contestants worked through like six different rounds and at the end went up against him head to head so i mean he's he's done a lot of different things in in the u.s he's a pretty well-known chef over here and as far as i know i don't know that he has any restaurants in the u.s does he i don't know but no he's he's pretty yeah he is pretty well it's funny that you had no idea who he is and he's british but yeah he's pretty well known over here but apparently, saying? so according to Wikipedia, well, <laughs> that source of knowledge, <laughs> this, uh, this controversy about his earlier career being, you know, the work, sort of working the Royal Navy or working for the Royal Family, and he said he uh, was uh, cooked part of Charles and Di's wedding cake, which is probably not something you want on your CV, considering how that turned out. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't the cake's fault. <laughs> It's like, so if I think if he contributed in any way to the downfall of the royal family, then uh, yeah, he's just a no go. I'm simultaneously <laughs> afraid of him and yet somehow attracted to him. It's weird. I, I feel I, 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 I'm, I'm conflicted with my emotions. I don't know how to, how to react. Uh, what's funny is he's, he's in great physical shape, he's not an attractive man. Maybe it's maybe it's his power that I'm like. Oh, it's oh. all the physical part. Yeah, of it. like come on. Oh. So it's kind of like Irvine Smash. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean he's he's very well spoken. Um, 
he does a, a great job. I mean, he, he thinks things through. It's not just... But maybe he, that's he's it. Got, maybe it's his logic that he's I'm, got I'm a little bit to. of um, the snark that he's not nearly as bad as Gordon Ramsay, but he is very blunt. Like when he's walking into these just shithole he restaurants, me. oh, he's very blunt. He tells me he's like, "Your food is shit. Yeah. Why well, wouldn't serve that to a dog?" I mean, it, it's he's very direct. But then he he, and again, we don't watch enough of Gordon Ramsay to really know, but he he does a great job of trying to build people back up. Like yeah. he will be blunt and honest about how awful it is and build them back up. I, you know, they do talk about that he served in the the British. Royal Air Force or something, but I, yeah, I didn't hear that he supposedly cooked part of their cake. So I don't know. But it, with everything, a lot of a lot of celebrities' histories are slightly embellished, right, to make them sound right. a little bit better. But I, I'm interested in it. I'm I'm excited to see. I mean, this is a place I would go try. So. Well, he says it's the best, Karen, and I think we have to take his word for it. <clears throat> well, you know, it is, it is an old it is an old cap. So yeah, must right. <laughs> <laughs> that means he's shouting at you. Yeah. Best. I'm sorry, Mr. Irvine, 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 whatever it is. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's the best. Okay, so now we have some more stadium news. Apparently, the 100-acre West Tropicana site owned by Red Rock Resorts and currently home to Wild Wild West is the new favorite place to locate the still-unapproved stadium plan to bring the Oakland Raiders to Las Vegas. It's the largest of the proposed sites, close to the Strip, and more importantly, it has quick, easy access to Interstate 15. Also, with their proven track record with locals, the idea of Red Rock Resorts, formerly Station Casinos, being involved in this project seems like nothing but a good idea. Bleacher Report is hearing that the Tourism Board is going to approve the proposal in August. Oh, and on a side note, the cost increased again. It's up from $1.7 billion to $2.1 billion, which technically means the current proposed public funding amount is a smaller percentage of the overall cost of the project, while it, the number hasn't really gone down yet. The cost of the project has almost doubled from its original estimate of $1.4 billion about six months ago. Lord. Doesn't that sound like some shady fucking shit on Vegas end? It's like going, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute, no. Uh, it's almost like they want the, the taxes to pay that amount and they'll just inflate the cost to do whatever they can to go oh you only want them to pay a third of it like oh our bad it's actually way more expensive so now now that is just a third i don't i don't like it i don't like it i don't like the way that smells it just seems to be like one giant money pit yeah i mean, I mean <laughs> it does yeah to be fair this will be huge for vegas i mean you think getting a hockey team is a big deal fucking nfl oh, is, NFL is oh, bigger by far God. yeah i mean uh, that and to be able to play in Vegas. I mean, can you imagine how nice the weather would be for some of these football games? Not at all like what we're used to going to when we go to NFL games. Well, they'd be in, it'd be in a dome. They've, that's That's been oh, from right. day one what they've it's said. Like, there. there is no way a team's going but it'll there. it'll probably be like one of the domes that has a retractable roof. Well, it, like, well, yeah, it like will. Arizona well, or, and to be fair, to your point, this is during the winter. So, uh, right. yeah, so it's yeah. like I'm sure the, it, they wouldn't but, even but need then to they can use thing. it. But then they can use it for other yeah. things all yep. year round. But... Um, you know, I really think they should stop speculating on what the favorite location is for this until they finally make a decision because it changes every couple well, of days. Well, the funny thing is, is remember when this whole fallout happened and that's when everybody kind of stepped to the plate, that this one, from everything I'm reading, this site is infinitely better than anything anybody has proposed. As a matter of fact, it would be one of the largest stadium complexes, including the whole parking lot, in, in, in the NFL. As a matter of fact, Dallas Cowboys Stadium is 72 acres. This is 100. 
Wow. Yeah. I mean, so we're talking, it's not like the fucking T-Mobile arena where like, no, no, you'll park in the casino garage. It's like, no, no, no. And we'll walk. plop this right in the middle and then we'll just surround it with this giant parking lot. Like they're talking about setting shit up so that way, oh no, we want to have plenty of room. We guys want you to be able to tailgate and do all these things. Like this is fucking brilliant. This site is way better than every other site that has been proposed so far. Yeah. I just, I, and I find it interesting that they're, it's property owned by Red Rock. Yeah. Right? Yep. A local's casino could do some very interesting tie-ins oh, yeah. to really make the NFL team part of the community. Oh, yeah. I think Big much time. more than than anything else. So, so that part I find very interesting. I 100% agree with you on that. Yeah. Exciting stuff. I, it sounds like this is actually going to happen. I mean, did you really think when this whole thing started, this was going to actually happen? Now you're like, holy shit, this is probably going to happen. I, yeah, the only thing that I still struggle with is the Raiders. I know, fans. right? We've talked about this so many times. Like on Raiders, the team nobody wants. <laughs> yeah, and their fans are nuts. Yeah, but if their fans are mostly based in Oakland, like I do feel bad for them. Uh, what as as being fans of a of a team, a team that, that was, was yeah was yeah. stolen, I completely sympathize with them. It's heartbreaking to lose you know your favorite sporting team, especially one that you've supported as loyally as as they have right. i don't know if they're as fiercely loyal as like the browns fans and uh packer fans and shit where it's like it's always sold out doesn't matter how shitty they are right but at least they have a pretty hardcore core fan oh base. they do and like i said the ones that are hardcore are nuts yeah but, yeah yeah it's just it's gonna be interesting because the raiders just in general aren't i mean they have a history they're they're one of the original teams in the nfl but yeah, that, that's the only part that seems weird. But like I said, I, I'm interested with, with Red Rock being involved. And, you know, could really ingrain it in the community. So kind of yeah. interesting. Yep. I literally have no clue as to what we've just all been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, Tony and Alistair are kind of the same way. Tony checks out anytime we talk about sports, and so does Alistair. Yeah, but Alistair tries. No, Tony's I'm like a sports country no. that doesn't play American football. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do. Although they've been playing quite a few games over in. Uh, in we, the UK. We do. We get a couple of games at Wembley each year. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they, we have about four teams that come over and they sort of close down a bit of the centre of London to have a bit of, bit of a parade and stuff. But, uh, yeah, this is all kind of uh, out they, of my ball. So you they guys, really do a parade? So you guys really, I mean, uh, England as a whole really seems to love the shit out of American football? Oh, yeah, they, they sell out. I mean, they, there is talk about trying to get a London team in yes, the NFL. they have point. been talking about it for a while. I feel See, bad for the jet lag. But the only, oh. Yeah, the problem is that is the travel. I mean, it's a five-hour flight just to get to the East Coast. Although, I mean, to be what, fair, what the hell have they got to play in? Like, let's say they got to play out in California. How, Good Lord. How far of a flight is it uh, to, the, to the States, Alistair? Um, East Coast is, I suppose, about seven-ish. West Coast is oh, seven. Jesus so, yeah. Christ, yeah, that's, yeah, oh, I mean, that's fucking brutal. That's just not, it's not fair to the team. And to have, so again, 16-game season plus preseason and then potentially playoffs oh. i mean the back and forth and the jet lag and stuff not well, and only for the about, for the home think team about, think about who's ever in their division Holy i know shit. which oh that could be good it would have to be new england right they'd have to but be it would have to be absolutely oh, it would have to make be. new england fly back and forth all the all time, the time. hate those bastards brady <laughs> cheater well the, the interesting thing the last time one of the teams came over they brought their own toilet paper with them because they didn't think english toilet paper was, would be sturdy enough for them. <laughs> oh my god are you serious? 
yeah, so they, have, they brought all these provisions going, oh, I don't think the British toilet paper is very good, so we'll, we'll bear, bear to bring some of our own. Oh, my God. I, we are how did so, that even get out into the press? Who the hell would even so talk about that? Dumb. I, I love America. We are so fucking dumb. Now, if you were going to China, yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Then, it, then it's important. But uh, come on. <laughs> It's, it's not the third world, people. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, although it might be soon, but anyway. I know, right? <laughs> Once again, we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, we're working on it. Very slowly. You're trying really hard. <laughs> we, we do, we're doing all we can to torpedo our own economy. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's move on to the uh, Mecca Taco Bell. I love how it says taco. <laughs> Vegas Eater is reporting that Taco Bell Cantina, the company's urban concept, will open up in the 400-plus square foot space at Mecca Walgreens, left vacant by the failed Bonanno's Pizza. The only pizza I've ever had that's bad. This will only be the company's fourth incarnation of the concept, which offers both Taco Bell standards and, quote, tapas-style shareable appetizers like chili cheese nachos, roller tacos, I don't even know what that is, and chicken tenders. It will feature the open kitchen concept, and guests will receive their food in baskets, or better said, how they do it at Chipotle. Just like the space before it, it will have outdoor seating and will also serve alcohol. Plans are to open this fall. Can you tell it was a slow news week? Yeah. And I'm talking about a fucking Taco Bell opening. Ah, but it's a Taco Bell canteen. I am mildly interested in it. Not like I'll ever actually go to it, but mildly interested like on, all right, that's kind of a cooler idea than shitty Bananos pizza. Well, and, and your story didn't even cover the best part. They serve alcohol. I did. I said it at the end. Oh, you did? I'm yeah. sorry. Missed it. Yeah, I know. When you're playing games on your fucking iPad. I'm listening. <laughs> it's called multitasking. It I is. know, right? So, like, listen, I've had to learn how to deal with your shit constantly. And this from the king of multitasking, so I don't even want to hear it. Fair enough. Just because my intention isn't solely focused on you, you're having a little hissy fit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it when I have a domestic. <laughs> so that's, I mean, yeah, Taco Bell. It, yeah, hasn't yet made it across the Atlantic. We have, we do have Chipotle over here now. Really? Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. They've come across. No, not missing anything. I mean, Taco Bell is. It's it's young brands is bigger in China, and it's mostly KFC that's over that way, but. Um, I didn't realize that they hadn't made it to the UK yet. That's kind of interesting. It's like pretty much all fast food. You're like, it's serviceable. Oh, no, it's, it's, oh, Alistair, some of the horror stories I can tell you about how they source their beef is really kind of funny. Okay. All but, right. Well, that stuff, but yeah. I just mean the food, like on, it's, it's serviceable when I'm drunk. So I knew, I knew good. that they had these cantinas. I'm, I'm interested to see what it is yeah. and kind of go see it and check it out. But I don't see this ever as, at least for me ever being a draw now the fact that it is cheap food that i'm guessing you can get 24 hours I imagine. on the you know on the strip i i think that they definitely have a market there because you get a bunch of drunks that are like oh i need food you know where do they have any other taco bells on the strip? i know they've got to have one in like i think they've got them in some food courts yeah like in, in a couple of the properties like but I, I can't think of where they are though i think yeah. like there could be one in in like that showcase mall down by down by mgm but and like you said, it's probably in like Monte Carlo's food court or some shit right. like that. I, 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 don't know. I don't know. I've never had Taco Bell in Vegas. Well, there's too many other good options. Right? Yeah. What, why would you? Yeah. I mean, having Taco Bell any time of the week is kind of questionable just because. But yeah, to do it in Vegas, just it's yeah. a waste. 
Okay, so let's uh, move on to PropBets. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar, PropBets is an extension of the news, but just with bits and pieces of noteworthy items. For those of you dying to play some low-limit blackjack, Hooters offers $3 blackjack 24 seven. Uh, no word on how many tables it's available on. My gut says uh, one. <laughs> it is one, yeah. Every time I've been there, it's been on, on one. Of course. And, but it is 3-2 blackjack, but the worst thing is, uh, now I've got to rephrase this, because it, it's not quite the same in your, the table is covered in fag ash, which, which I mean cigarette ash. Ah, okay. I, I, I was waiting for it. I know what he meant, and you were, you were genuinely like, what? Oh, I was like, I can't wait to hear what this is. But yeah, no, as soon as you, as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. That the tables sense. are filthy. Yeah. I'm not surprised. It is all these smokers who have just been kind of flicking the ash all over the table, oh, and they, they don't seem to have hoovers for the uh, <laughs> vacuum it all up. <laughs> Or haven't changed the felt in like years. Why would you? So, so if you want a gross three dollar blackjack experience, yeah, Hooters. Is yeah, there isn't much Hooters could do to get me to go there and gamble. Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely not. Vegas-based UFC, which is mixed martial arts fighting, was sold to WME IMG for four billion dollars this week. Mark tried to find something interesting about either of the parties involved and really couldn't. So. I really, I really, I tried. I, I barely got through the article. I just don't care. I just don't care. Yeah, we've never gotten into UFC, so. I mean, I those who enjoy it, good for you. I just, I, I just don't care. Sorry. But this is this is the Fatita brothers, though, isn't it? So they. Oh, they made, made a casinos. shit ton of money. Yeah, they made, they made it. As a matter of fact, I saw one gift online uh, in response to the article, and it said live footage of the Fertitas home, and it was Scrooge McDuck swimming in all of his coins. <laughs> 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 yeah, they made oh. a fucking boatload of money off this. You said, well, use that to build the uh, stadium for your American football team. There you go. <laughs> Problem solved. There we go. <laughs> and they'd have money left over. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they got it for four. It's only going to cost 2.1 to build a stadium. Exactly. Mm, come on. It's just simple math, people. Surprising only our buddy Vital Vegas, Rock and Rio has confirmed that they will return to Vegas as originally planned in 2017. I, I love him, but he, he, he gets overly passionate about something. It was a huge fail, like, yeah, it's a music festival. They always fail for like the first four years or first four times or whatever. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Festivals scare the crap out of me. There's just too many people. And that is the one thing there. I've said about loving Oasis. I'm thrilled that we were in the United States while that happened because you guys would fucking pack Wembley fucking stadium to go see them. And I'm like, I'm not going yeah. into the, I'm not going to go see a concert where there are 80,000 people going to see it. Fuck that. Yeah, like, while I didn't understand why they weren't more popular in the U.S., I was thrilled that I got to see them in fucking 2,000 seat venues. Yeah, tiny little theaters, yeah. which is nice. So, sorry, Oasis, but good for me. <laughs> Yay, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so, a Brexit we can support. Uh, wax figure come to life. Matt Goss's residency at Caesar's Palace, Cleopatra's Barge, has now come to an end. Uh, speculation is he will... Re oh, God. You're, you're writing, Mark. Speculation is he will relocate to another property. Fuck you. I write eight pages a week, you fucking prick. And my head so tends should, to run faster. So, than so, I know. Surely, so I should be much better at this, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So surely all he's got to do is like across the road to Madame Two Swords, like hang about there for a bit. Does he not pretend. really look like a wax figure? It's I don't creepy. Know. I don't. I don't pay attention enough to who. I mean, I know who he is, but I don't pay attention. I, to I what he looks specifically like. in this article, the picture they had, I'm like, is that him or is that a wax figure? I don't know. 
Well, it's probably airbrushed. I think he's airbrushed. Well, no, I mean, they, they do that. Though, when they, like, this is going to sound so stupid. So, the last time that I had, um, like, the headshot taken for work, oh, yeah, yeah. they brought in hair and makeup, which is really kind of funny. But literally, they airbrushed the makeup on your face. Even for the guys, they were airbrushing them to make sure everything, yeah. It, it's And it's a weird feeling. You just have this air blowing on your face, and then you look in the mirror and go, okay, that doesn't look normal. But it makes the pictures turn out really well. He just exudes douche. Like I know, I know he thinks he's the crooner, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I know he thinks he exudes sex, but I'm just like, oh my god! I, like I, I feel dirty looking at you via this picture. Like, oh, I don't know what you're carrying, but it can't be good. Okay. Apparently well, they. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, well, this could be good news because I think I know someone with a, a one-man singing show that could, that could perform really well in that location. Tony, you know, I'm talking about you. Tony, they're ready for you. Tony sings. Tony sings the hits. It's got a lot of traction on Twitter this week, so uh, I'm sure we can work out a deal. Oh lord! Apparently, Vegas Bright's Sam Masur isn't the only one who doesn't like Chris Angel's new show at Luxor. Fellow illusionists are coming out to say the show promised to revolutionize. Revolutionize. Oh, one more time. Promised to revolutionize magic, but appears to be the best tricks other people are better known for. He's being referred to as the cover band of magic. I love. That phrase, that is fucking hilarious. Now, obviously, we know the one thing that they always tell you about is there are only so many things that a magician can do. It's just logistics. There's only so much they can do. So it's really presentation as to how you bring, you know, the the, the best tricks there are. But the the article that I read is that he isn't even doing them as good as several people who are known for for doing those things. Like I guess he does the whole flying thing that Copperfield does, but not as good. And um, I don't remember. I'm sure he ripped some Penn and Teller off with something. And Penn and Teller are magicians. Oh my God, that's right. They're just <laughs> that awful. <laughs> they were just that awful. I, I just remember going to that show, going, "Shut up, my God, shut the fuck up." It's awful. The New Jersey Gaming Commission confirmed that they have approved MGM's buyout of the 50% partner Boyd Gaming stake in the Borgata, making them 100% owners of the most profitable casino in Atlantic City. Isn't that an oxymoron? I know, right? Being, like the most profitable casino, isn't that like being the tallest midget? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just because it's most profitable probably doesn't mean it's very profitable. <laughs> Sorry. It might be the only profitable one in Atlantic City. Oh, poor Atlantic City. It's their own fault. Their own fault. I don't, yeah, I don't feel too bad for him. All right, well, that's it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to Vegas deals. Vegas Deals, once again, we are partnering with Caesars Entertainment to bring you comped and discounted tickets to some of their shows in residency. Again, we are featuring Paul Zierden at Planet Hollywood. Paul Zierden is the Season 10 winner of America's Got Talent and is described as the ventriloquist for the South Park generation. He performs daily in the Planet Hollywood showroom, Tuesday through Sunday, at 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. Tickets will run you $51 to $106. If you're interested in getting comp tickets to see Paul Zierden, 
You just need to be going to Vegas in the next three months and willing to do an audio review of the show from your phone and send it into the show so we can share it with the listeners. If you qualify, send us an email with your name and the show that you're interested in seeing. We'll throw it in a drawing, and at the end of the month, we will select the winner. Those that didn't win will get a promo code for $20 off tickets to the show if you're still interested in attending. Again, if you use the promo code to purchase tickets, we just want you to record a review from your phone and send it in so we can play it on the show. You'll support the show by using the promo code, and your review will make our sponsors happy because we're talking about the show. Mm, that's, that's called an on-air promo. I, I've go. read that live. So impressed. You know, that nice. was very, very good. Nice job, Mark. How important I am. Are you like a, is there, do you have like a round of applause backing track somewhere that you can like break out? <laughs> I don't, but I'm sure it wouldn't cost me any more than 99 cents. <laughs> I'm sure you've got it in one of those I know, you're right. I'm, I'm sure I probably got it somewhere, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that's it for Vegas Deals. Let's check the river. So this week we have some uh, listener feedback. It's almost, the river has almost become listener feedback exclusive because you guys are pretty awesome. Which but, is great. Yeah. Whether it's through Twitter polls or actually sending us feedback. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm just, you know, I'm pointing out a trend. It's trending. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll start off with Twitter polls. Sometimes we're looking for sincere feedback. Other times we're just looking for more ways to interact with our listeners. So we use the Twitter poll. And last week we asked you... What's your cue, Alistair? Oh, we asked you. Did we? Okay. <laughs> Mark did. We did collectively. You're all Mark, part Mark of this. Mark did, and we, we, become, we become oh, part of it we just because you. we're associated with this For entertainment purposes only, should we get a breathalyzer for 360 Vegas vacations? After a week, 57% of you said yes. However, this week, uh, we agree with the minority. 43% said no. <laughs> uh, we don't think that we should, and, and we, we agree with those who, who think that. It was a fun idea. But the more we started to think about it, the logistics, sanitary needs, and the potential for a lawsuit, we decided, regardless of the outcome of the poll, we weren't we weren't going to do this one. <laughs> I remember I was excited when I put it out there. I'm like, I'm looking them up on Amazon. I'm like, oh my god, this would be so funny! I put it out there and didn't even take 24 hours. But like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Once you realize that people would have to would either be sharing the breathalyzer, so how you keep it sanitary to prevent you from basically French kissing everybody. Yeah. 60 Vegas vacation, then yeah. Well, and I just thought at some point it would be like, dude, dude, check my check my breath, check check my alcohol, kind of like, can you just leave me alone? We're just we're trying to play blackjack. Yeah. I mean, it's stop. Just, yeah. So I was like, yeah, we're not gonna do that. I don't really care. <laughs> but thank. I'll you just bring you. my um, cheap disposable French ones, which are a lot more fun. Tell Karen what they what they those are. That blew me away. All right. Okay, so I think a couple of years ago they brought so France, as you know, likes its legislation. Yes, they do. And so when you're driving your car in France, you have to have a warning triangle. You have to have visible vest. You have to have a, a spare set of bulbs kit. And one of the things they also introduced or trying to introduce was a breathalyzer. So you had to carry around these little tiny, uh, uh, I suppose, disposable breathalyzers in your car. And if you didn't carry them, you'd be it would you know it would be a fine. But Wait, they so, still so kind on. of so fucked hold on. up so the, the uh, legislation. So the, the cops would pull you over. And yep. say, okay, they pull out a list and say, show me all this shit that you have to have someplace in your car. Yes. Oh, my good Lord. Well, tell her how <laughs> that breathalyzer worked. It's not even like like we were thinking where it's some kind of a thing that you blow into. 
Right, so what you first of all, you, you blow into the, you inflate the bag first. The bag. So you blow, you blow into a bag, <laughs> you seal the bag, and then you attach the bag to a, a pipe full of crystals. <laughs> so you, you put the pipe, oh sorry, you put the bag onto the pipe and you squeeze the air from the bag through the pipe of crystals and watch them change color. So depending on how drunk you are, the, the more rapid the color change or the, the, the color change in the crystals is more depending on how much you've drunk. It's so stupid. weird. What the hell? Like when he told me he had some left over, I was like, oh, cool. He's got one of the little keychain ones that we looked at. Like, no, no, it's this whole thing. Like, what? We're not going to figure out how this fucking works. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. we're, if this we're doing this, way too all complicated. Too, yeah, no <laughs> well, I think, I think that's probably it. It's like, if you can operate this thing, you're not drunk. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> be clearer on the intent. I mean, come on. Yeah. And another Twitter poll we didn't bring to you, but our listener and friend at Chris Moore 28 came up with, and that was... <laughs> okay. If you had to stay at the hotel, swim in the pool, gamble in the casino, and eat there, which property would you choose? Casino Royale or Circus Circus? And 57% of you said... Casino Royale is the place that you would pick in this Sophie's Choice. Where I had to clarify with him because I, I, I thought this was really hard. Like, I was comparing amenities, trying to figure out what, what was available. Because in my head, I was like, you, you got to be there like a weekend. So we're talking like three days of nothing but this. And I reached out to Chris and I was like, so are, you got you to give me more background here. I got to understand what's going on here. He goes, no, you know, you're there for a day. You have to do all these things. I'm like, oh. Well, that's a, that's a no-brainer because it's fucking Casino Royale. As soon as that day's over with, I'm going to fucking other places and doing other shit. Right. Well, you would do that even if you're staying at Circus Circus, but um, no, I completely... But just from a, from a convenience standpoint, I'm already right here. I don't have to trek down to get to something else. Yeah, and at least um, Casino Royale has a subway and an Outback, so... Ah, Denny's. Food that's, that's edible. And Denny's. Yeah. yeah. See? Denny's. Absolutely. They have a tiny little... Castle. <laughs> well, that's well, not yeah, edible. Well, yeah, that's not edible. <laughs> Brian would argue, but we we would disagree. <laughs> that's that's not edible. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd have to agree. I'd have to do Casino Royale. I I don't know that you could pay me enough to step foot in Circus Circus. I th- I actually made that point to him because he said it would be Circus Circus for him, and I'm like, you know what? I've been in one of those rooms, and uh, in all honesty, it was probably just the worst case scenario they had. But it scarred me. There's no fucking way. What I you mean the used condom that was in the drawer? Not yeah. just the used condom, but the uh, the, uh, the water damage from a currently leaking ceiling, uh, like it, like in the hallway. It was it was bad. It was really bad. Yeah. It was disturbing. So isn't 360 Vegas Vacation Five all circus circus all the time? <laughs> <laughs> and this, this girl. The only thing North Strip. And, uh, and this girl won't be there. And we- <laughs> It'll be subtitled The Terror Trip. <laughs> the Cootie Edition. Right. <laughs> Can you last? <laughs> 360 Vegas Vacation 5. Will you survive? <laughs> 20 people arrived. Only six people left. <laughs> I thought it was a myth. <laughs> They're buried someplace under the uh, Terror Dome. Right. <laughs> The Terror Dome. Isn't that, wait, what do they call it? It's the Adventure Dome, the but Adventure I, Dome. I like Terror Dome better. <laughs> Buried under the Thunder Dome. There you go. <laughs> That's what the kids call it, the Terror Dome. <laughs> nice. And then, okay, so it looks like we've, oh, is this you? Who's doing this bit? 
Oh, oh, come on. You, okay. Hockey of the Ice? It's got to be you. No, 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 because it's talking about him. All right, all right. Well, then, then, then you'll And do. it's from John Williams. I'm going to read it. All right, Karen's super excited. Karen's going to read. John Williams sent us an email titled, Hockey. So now that Vegas has a hockey team, here's a list of a few things that people should know about the game. Oh, one thing that we didn't say. For those of you that don't know, John Williams lives in, in Vancouver. British yes. Columbia or whatever. Yeah, he lives well, in Canada. He's, he's Canadian, so hockey is totally his thing. Yeah, he's got so, it. so he's trying to help those pro. of us. Oh, he's a pro. He's, he's being helpful. He is. So, so those it. of us that don't know a lot about hockey, now that it's coming to Vegas, here are a few things that you need to know. Mm-hmm. Number one, call it hockey, not ice hockey. And unless you are a guy named Alistair, never, ever call it hockey of the ice. I love hockey of the ice. That's how I only want to refer to it now. <laughs> <laughs> You see, I've got a bone to pick with John here because basically, no, hockey is played on a field. Oh, and ice hockey right. is played on ice. Ergo, hockey is hockey, and ice hockey is ice hockey. Mm. <laughs> I, I think his point is is that other hockey doesn't again, really exist. It's, these, it's, these, it's, it's you North Americans just as... Just <laughs> playing fast and loose with our language and everything. It's just, like, outrageous. <laughs> I love it. See, this is why I wanted to read it, so, so like you guys it. can comment. I like it. Number two, the best movie ever made about hockey is Slapshot, starring Paul Newman. The worst movie is Youngblood, starring Rob Lowe. I've never seen either, but... No, but but at least two good-looking guys. That, that might make it inter- a little more interesting for the I, ladies. I will, watch, I will watch Slapshot because John Williams said to watch it. Okay, let me know how it is. I'm highly influenced <laughs> by John. <laughs> Number three, the greatest player ever is Wayne Gretzky. Arguments can be made for Bobby Orr and Gordy Howe. And, yeah. I, I know the name. Didn't Bobby Orr just die? I don't know. I think he did. I'm familiar with all those names. I'm proud of myself. Yes. Alistair, have you heard of any of those folks? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Number four. If you score a goal, get an assist, and get in a fight, that's called a Gordy Howe hat trick. I right, see. Here's what I don't get. Canadians are a peaceful bunch. I don't understand <laughs> Until they get this. to hockey. Yeah, I don't get this. Yeah, if you've never watched a hockey game, Alistair, the players get in a lot of fights. Most of them don't have teeth. They'll throw their fucking gloves off and literally fist They'll rip their jerseys off in the middle of the fight and everything. Blood. It's it's fucking brutal. And the refs just let them go. Oh, yeah, until the fight's done or or they're like, it's getting boring. All right, that's enough. Or somebody's really getting their ass kicked. Then then they'll step in. But otherwise, yeah, it happens all the time. I've actually said I think one of the reasons why hockey isn't more popular with just you know a mainstream crowd is that it doesn't make sense because in every other sport when you fight not only do you get thrown out of the game you get fucking fined you get suspended oh, no, they, they, they have to go sit in the penalty box that's what i mean in hockey you're like going hey hey you sit down and think about what you did <laughs> two minutes two minutes you sit down like going did you just make me stand in the metaphorical corner for getting in a fight yeah i don't i don't get it i don't get it okay so it's basically like how Canadians let loose. It's like they're oppressing them the day to day life. Get, exactly. a, get on the, the, uh, the ice hockey pitch and uh, just go ice crazy. Pitch. I love Alistair so much. I, 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 we could create an entire show just talking sports with Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I do want to say he doesn't mention it here, but for anybody that doesn't know, if you get three goals in a game, that's a hat trick. So the fact that if you score a goal, get an assist, and get in a fight, that specifically is a Gordie Howe hat trick. I'm sure we're offending people going, listen, I know we're just getting a hockey team. We fucking know how the sport works. Like going, well, we're trying to be fun. And funny. Yeah, and funny. So let go. So don't take Set yourself so fucking serious. I, I don't think anybody did but you, so I think you're, you're projecting here a little bit. I apologize. I'm probably, probably. Number five, never refer to a guy who fights as a goon. 
enforcer, or tough guy will work. Is it offensive, or is it just like, really, I'm a goon, really? Well, goon's got a really negative connotation to it, just in general. <laughs> enforcer. I like, I like how they try to make it sound like it's like, uh, he's doing something regal. Like, he's doing something important. Oh, well, that's our enforcer. Part of where I think that comes from is if they, if the your team feels like a teammate has was hit with a cheap shot, right? So they, they caught him on the back of the head with a stick or something. Usually the enforcer is the one that will go after the other team's player that did it and be like, hey, don't mess with our guys and then beat the shit out of them. So I that's why they call him an enforcer. Ice hockey is literally like a gang on ice. It no, you don't call it hockey. You just call it ice hockey. Oh, that's right. Uh, it's my bad. Hockey you of the ice. Ruined everything. I did. I, I, clearly, <laughs> I'm not learning. John's going to yell at you. I, as he should. Clearly, I'm not yep. learning. We're literally at number five. How, I, we haven't even gotten all the way through the list. Not Halfway, that, and I Not that John ever yells. He'll give you the stern look. I know, right? He'll look at me, and I'll, I'll feel shame. Yeah. He'll, just, he'll say, breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> he read my mind. I was thinking the same thing. All he says is one word, and you feel shame. I know. <laughs> He's brilliant. <laughs> All right, number six. Everyone in Canada knows who Don Cherry is. Search for him on YouTube, and you will see why. I haven't done that yet. Yeah, no, neither I have I. Now I got to... Hold on. I got to put that on the list of things there. Hey, Siri, remind me to <laughs> look up a YouTube video of Don Cherry. I'll remind you. I love Siri when she works. Actually, my phone said it at the same time. So if you heard, <laughs> if you heard that in stereo, my, my Siri listens to Mark more than she listens to me. What can I say? I'm charming. Number seven. If you want to start a conversation with a hockey fan, all you have to say is, how about those Leafs, eh? <laughs> is it, it boots? Isn't it boot? Is it a boot? How boot? How, how boot? How, how about how boot? How okay, boot, hold on. Let me try that again. Boots. How about oh, those leaves, eh? <laughs> I love Canadians. <laughs> but is probably it, the worst impression ever. I, is, I apologize. Isn't it a law, Karen, that you have to say a at the end of things in Canada? From my understanding. It's basically like you're saying the question mark. <laughs> it is. How else are they going to know you're asking a question? Right. Karen, it's like you're an Irish Canadian. It's just uncanny. <laughs> going to do that again. Number eight, if Canada and USA are playing each other, watch the game. It's one of the best rivalries in sports, both men's and women's. Men play hockey? Yeah. The Americans won the, uh, the American women won the uh, gold medal, I think, last year at the last Winter, or last Winter Olympics. They're tough girls. You can't really tell because they got a shitload of padding well, on Well, that's called like a big stick. It's like, I'm not going to go up against anybody who's got a big stick. <laughs> it's, it's less impressive when you have a weapon on you. <laughs> Number nine, it's okay to cry when you lift the Stanley Cup. I would say that's that's in general for any professional sports championship. Well, of course. Maybe maybe they're just trying to clarify by going, we're tough guys. But I mean, this is this is the one time you're allowed to cry. <laughs> They've been working their ass off on a sport that not many people care about. So when you win the championship, it's really important. <laughs> exactly. And that's not true because everybody in Canada cares about it. I know, it. I'm right. just saying. Again, that, that's my American hat going, yeah, it's hockey. You know, we watch it, right. which is funny because we, when we lived in Chicago, obviously the Chicago Blackhawks are, are a very good team, and that city goes nuts for the Blackhawks. So, and again, I grew up in Michigan, so the Detroit Red Wings are another good one. Anyway, and finally, number ten, when a team wins the conference final, their captain will usually not touch the trophy because of superstition. It's the cup they are playing for only. Yeah, see, what happens if you don't win it? Like, well, no, I didn't touch the other thing. Like, well, you can touch it now. We got it in the trophy case. Well, then you can touch it if you don't win. I mean, that's going to be the best you have. But 
Don't touch it before. Sports superstitions are amusing. <laughs> well, that's uh, everything's now as clear as mud to me now. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, John, for absolutely nothing. You know what? <laughs> Here's the thing, because you've never actually been to a, a, a hockey of the ice game, have you? Uh, no, I haven't. No. Okay, so so once the team is there, we are going to make it a point oh, to yeah. go to Vegas at some point in time when they have a game and we're taking Alistair. It's and actually, actually, you'll love it because it's so cold in there because of the right? ice. You'll be comfy. Yeah. So- sounds ideal. <laughs> he's, he's thrilled by this. I know. <laughs> okay, so uh, after all that jolliment, uh, that's going to do it for episode 205. Thank you all for listening, downloading. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. Support the show by purchasing things from our affiliates, Amazon, Caesars Entertainment, tickets.accessvegas.com, Earth Limos, or just make PayPal donations. You can buy merchandise from our store, zazzle.com slash 360vegas, or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send us some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Karen, where can people find you? I am at Karen Mark. Alistair. Uh, I am currently Bluestorm2000. You know where to find me, so until next time. Yeah.